Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, brought to you by the Eight Gates and Janine Bolin. Here is where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life. And how do we do that? Using tips, tricks, and techniques of the ancient masters, as well as modern millennials. So if you think you've gone crazy, if you see things, you hear things, you feel things, and people around you don't, this is the show for you. This is where we have people like today's guest, Shelby Robbins, who's joining us from Louisville, Colorado, and this woman helps people just like you at the Wild Turtle Healing Practice. I'm really excited about today's guest because not only are we launching into the month of December where we're going to be exposed to a lot of family and friends that we haven't seen in a while, you may have changed quite a bit, and Shelby can help you with some of those changes and give you some tips on how to handle the family and the friends that are maybe just not jiving with you this holiday season. A little bit about Shelby before we get into her knowledge base, and that is she attended university at Quest University in Canada. She studied energy work and shamanism under Bonnie Saratori at Spiritual Acceleration. She lived at a Buddhist Zen center for a period of time, and she's a massage therapist. So this woman keeps adding talents and tools to her toolbox so that she can be a bright light in others' lives. I am so happy to have you on the show today, Shelby. Thank you for coming here. Thank you, Janine. That was a fabulous introduction. <laughs> I'm really I'm just excited. really excited to have you on the yeah. show. <laughs> and don't worry, you'll totally yeah. be able to live up to that introduction. Learn how to live your future now through purposeful change with the eight gates. This world guarantees changes will happen in your life, and the eight gates guides you through these changes safely. It's done with clarity and direction through customized programs involving face-to-face meetings, online classes, book tutorials, meditation techniques, spiritual awakening, and a vast referral network of shamans, psychics, healers, and spiritualists to fit your individual needs. This process of transformation is available to you today. Book a free 30-minute phone consultation at the8gates.com. Some of the stuff that you've been posting on Facebook is what drew my attention to you to begin with. You have some wonderful things that you're offering in December, but also you had this Facebook post regarding how 60% of your clients come to you with invisible illnesses, and then you referred to a new film that's coming out by Jennifer Brea, a medical student or something, a PhD Mm -hmm. or something that inspired that discussion. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what inspired you, what you see, and your thoughts on that subject of the invisible illnesses. Mm, Yeah, I love this question. And I love that you found this on my Facebook feed. Again, like I said in the the post, about 60% of my clients come to me with some sort of invisible illness, whether it's chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, some sort of illness that other people can't see with their eyes. And they're just the pain around that or that's associated with that, especially with chronic fatigue. I know in the documentary, it's explored a lot more like, what's this like? What does this look like for people who, who again, can't see it with their eyes? There's no, with cancer, there's chemo or there's some way people know 
And yeah, I love that the documentary started bringing that to light. But yeah, with a lot of a lot of people with these invisible illnesses or illnesses that aren't taken seriously by the medical community, they start looking for alternative ways to receive help or receive treatment. And for a lot of them, that includes massage and energy work or different kinds of coaching that I offer to help right. them kind of get through the day. Right. Um, so for those who may not understand all the symptoms that come with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, I had fibromyalgia for about 14 years and I had gone to like 17 different doctors over the course of 20 some odd years. And mm-hmm. I was told that all of it was in my head and I just needed to get over it and they were going to offer me antidepressants. That's when my mm-hmm. began. So that's one of the reasons I was very interested in how you you perceive this film. It's called Unrest. And also the work that you do to help people clear pain. I traveled a different path than what Shelby works with her clients, but both paths are effective. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the nature of the healing work that you do, especially around the holidays. What are some triggers that people might run into and start having symptoms of one kind or another? And they're not really sick. They're not really not getting the flu. It's just the energy field they're they're moving through. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of coach us a little bit about some of that? Yeah, yeah, great question. I and I love hearing your story. Just I feel impacted hearing that like, oh wow. What a journey. I had no idea <laughs> that you had this experience. So, struck struck by that. And definitely tips, tricks, tools, the whole shebang <laughs> of what I offer, especially during this high stress part of the year for most of us. So I'm I'm kind of pulling apart maybe two different different threads. One of them being the chronic fatigue or invisible illness root and how that presents during the holidays and the other being trigger, relational trigger. Like, oh, here I am around these people and what do I do about that? And oh, I'm having this reaction or this response. And I think for addressing both of these things, I always start with just keeping people with their experience. So what is it that's actually happening for you? And what does that feel like in your body? Or what is that? What is happening? Or are you not paying attention to that? Just just really getting clear on what actually is it that's going on. For most of us, we tend to jump out or spin out or start getting really into story or really into thought. And I think always in this time of year, I spend a lot of time just dropping people back into what is it that's actually happening for them and slowing down. Again, with this time of the year, there's this pace or this speed that we can get really slipped into. Like the to-do list gets doubled or there's a lot of external pressure. So yeah, taking time to slow down and just drop into what is my experience right now? What is it that's happening? And once we do that, getting in contact with your own desire or maybe with more like nuggets of truth of where you currently are, we can then begin moving forward. But yeah, a lot of it is just like (laughs) what actually is going on right now and kind of peeling away at that. 
I enjoy how you walk through that with us. And what I'd like to do is to give you a little bit more clarity on an example so that people can understand you so much better. Because we see the problem is, is a lot of times people stay very generalized and it's difficult for someone to say, okay, but how do I do that, right? So let's help some folks out. So for instance... Even before people get to a function or an event, they may start a, you were talking about story or you were talking about a feeling of dread and you say, okay, you need to start focusing on what's actually happening. And so are you recommending that they really look at the emotion that they're feeling in that moment or the thoughts. You mentioned story, and I don't Mm -hmm. know if everyone is as familiar as you are (laughs) what that means. Can you kind of define, we need to back you up a little bit because you're an expert. (laughs) You're you're, you're like, you went right to the core. I'm like, back it up a little bit because not all of us start there. (laughs) How do you slow your thoughts down enough to analyze what's going on? So you, you know that you're going to an event, you start stressing because you know a particular cousin is going to be there. You know that they always dress you down about how you present yourself or the type of outfit you wear. You know the teasing is going to start and you don't want it this year. So that kind of mentality, how do we back up and using your gifts, find a more peaceful place and all that? Mm, great. I love this. Thank you for, <laughs> for backing me up a little bit. I know I, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, you're really good at what you do. Yeah, thank you. Great. I love that what you just said, like, oh, I'm going to this party and this cousin's here. And I can imagine just that maybe thought line of all the stress or all the worry or all the the nerves coming up. And then even all the, the guesses. Well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? Or kind of getting lost in potential possibilities. For me, if I try that on, like, okay, what if this is what I was thinking? In my body, I can actually feel myself start leaning forward or my mind starts escaping me and jumping through these potential things. And what I recommend, and of course, like you said, this this can be really challenging if you've never heard the language I'm using before, been exposed to this kind of thing. This can be hard at first. And what I'm suggesting is almost pulling yourself back into your body. So that mind may be leaning forward. It's coming back in and just noticing where are you right now? What is happening for you right now? And just starting to name that. So if that was me, if I'm about to go to a party, I might start naming things like, oh, I'm anxious or, oh, I'm thinking, oh, I'm stressed. And just by doing that like naming process, we can start to drop in more and more. Oh, I'm trying to figure something out or, oh, maybe I'm caretaking right now or just bringing ourselves back in contact with our experience. Like what is it that's happening for me in this moment? And can we accept that? So that's the second step. So first is actually noticing what's going on, which might be I'm thinking a lot or, oh, I'm speeding up or, oh, I'm doing this right now. So getting really clear, tracking ourselves, what's what's happening and then accepting it. So great, I'm anxious. Can I accept that I'm anxious right now? And for me, like getting through an event that might be highly charged or being thrown into a situation where there's a lot of 
emotional activity happening or mental activity. For me, just getting through that, it's a huge process of tracking myself and accepting, tracking and accepting and tracking and accepting. And with that process for me and other just just more relational skill, getting through these evenings becomes easy. There's a fluidness and a groundedness. Like I'm actually with myself still. I'm not getting lost in this. There, This one trigger isn't ruining my entire night. I can be with it until it passes. And I'm, I can I'm totally hoping that your, that makes more sense. I can totally hear your Buddhist training coming through on this loud and clear. And I lived in Japan. I was lucky enough to be taught after school by Shaolin monks that were up on the hill from where my house was. And it's always so much fun to hear a, a fellow Buddhist person. I'm not saying that you're religion. I'm just saying, you know, I can see the overlays of that understanding mm-hmm. of not creating a problem before it's happened by really monitoring your thought processes. So your training is slightly different from mine, and that's why I enjoy hearing you talk about really paying attention to where you are in that moment as far as your emotion. I'm anxious. And then mm. you acknowledge that and accept it. And then you say, okay, so I don't want to be anxious now, so let's move into something a little bit more comfortable. And then you mm. do that. Some people say that this is insanely basic stuff and they find it boring. Tell me a little bit about how you use this, again, walking through it for us to help us out. Mm-hmm. When you were training with those at the Buddhist Zen Center, how you went about training yourself in that process because see when you start slowing down that much some people worry that other people will consider them stupid and they're not Mm -hmm. they're just allowing themselves time to to catch up emotionally to everything that's going on around them so how do you go about calming yourself and slowing yourself your thought processes down so that you can actually contemplate each thought do you have some tips for us on that Mm, yeah, that's great. You you named a lot just now. Potential fears and then a request for how do you actually slow down and stay slowed down. For me, some of it comes down to practice. Just the more I do it, the better I get. There's a lot of practice involved with just being with yourself and your experience and what's going on for you. I think for me... One way in which I might shift or be a little separate from the Zen community is there's something like by accepting an emotion and like fully allowing it to run its course. In my experience, it tends to go away on its own. So, yeah, so there's, there's something like that acceptance creating a freedom. Like maybe I'm really anxious and that desire to even change it in the first place or or shift it or make it different is actually keeping us stuck in it even more, which is a bit ironic. But yeah, so for me, there's that acceptance, that dropping in and this whole emotional part, this relational aspect to the work that I do a lot of it in the private sessions, it's really getting into the nitty gritty of that. Like, oh, you're angry. (laughs) You're actually enraged at this person. Oh, wow. What would happen if you let yourself be super angry? And what if you could be witnessed in that and practicing with me and getting into that nitty gritty and the energy behind it, the whole other 
other world is what is what is the energy behind this emotion or yeah and and playing with that and exploring it and healing some of these these old emotional wounds which can really really shift how we show up in relationship especially with in like highly intense or pressurized situations if i've practiced being angry <laughs> then being angry at a family party no longer is a big deal. It's like, oh yeah, anger. I know that. We've we've done this before. <laughs> like, okay, it becomes boring almost. Yes. So. yes, I'm a bit of a fool and a clown, so I always laugh. You know, I laugh mm-hmm. when people start getting angry because I'm mm-hmm. like, good. It's about time you finally got all that off your chest. <laughs> On to having a decent relationship now. <laughs> Thank you for giving people permission to be angry because mm-hmm. we're not given that a lot, especially women. Women aren't. Don't be angry. You'll hurt their feelings. That kind of thing is some of the statements that were given to me when I was quite young. And Mm -hmm. so giving people permission to be angry is fascinating to watch. In my own journey, I was with a group of warriors, and these warriors said, you need to learn to be angry. You need to learn how to channel that. And I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't like that because I'd always seen such horrible negative things happen due to unbridled anger. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I I didn't want to explore that region of myself. But as soon as I started doing that, (laughs) the amount of power that came through startled my teachers, (laughs) Mm -hmm. startled me, (laughs) but at the same time, then created the, the healing that was necessary. So thank you for working with people, because when you truly start giving yourself permission to explore the emotions you're feeling, and that's okay. You then heal yourself so that you can then start healing the other people around you, and that ripple effect is quite extensive in families, which is what I was hoping we'd kind of get into. So it's mm-hmm. December. There's a lot of events happening. People have a huge to-do list. Can you give us some tips from your clients on things that you've seen that work very effectively in general when you get ready to move into events where you might be just a little apprehensive about how you'll be received or how you'll feel when you go there? Mm. Yeah, great. Yeah, so I think what I have been alluding to is a more long-term process of just being with emotion and trigger and your experience just in a more depthful way. And that that long-term work definitely sets us up for success. And if you haven't started doing that, <laughs> if you're you're still in this space where trigger is a really big deal and there's a lot of anxiety being built up there's definitely a few things you can do just to start being more gentle with yourself as you make your way through the holidays for me a few a few things are coming up when it comes to like a strategy or a quick thing one of the first things is your breath or having something you can return to just throughout the evening or throughout the, you know, the weekend or whatever it might be, having some sort of space that's yours that isn't contaminated with other people's energy or full of stuff. If you can create a space for yourself where that is accessible to you, for me, that that's huge. And for me, a lot of the time, that's my breath. My breath isn't going anywhere. I'm breathing all the time. So returning to my breath is a big deal for me. I know other women who 
love the bathroom. <laughs> like the bathroom's their safe place. They can they can cry, they can sit in there <laughs> and be kind of angry or do their thing, text somebody. All the water on. <laughs> yep, turn the water on. With all like, the water on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> totally. And it's just it gives them a break. There can be a lot of build up having to hold it together or having to feel like you're wearing a mask or something. Some people have worry stones and they'll fiddle with their their worry stones. But yeah, having some sort of place or item or practice that you can just fall into or that's there to almost like catch you throughout the day. That's huge. That's a huge, huge tool for me. And yeah, I think the last thing I would want to say about it is just setting yourself up to succeed, like planning your self-care making sure you have that massage scheduled or that you have time to go on that walk or, you know, you have time to call your best friend and vent, making sure you have yourself. <laughs> That's very helpful. Set up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So four tips from our dear friend Shelby, and that is don't forget to breathe through the holidays. No matter where you are, no matter whose house you're in, no matter what event area you are in, you always have your own body and you have your own sacred space, and that is your breath. You can always go back to just breathing. If that's all you have in the moment, that's a great tool. Thank you for reminding us of that. Two, if you can actually have a space that you can create for yourself that is a, a chair with a special blanket, and all you do is just sit in that chair, that, that's enough. That's enough to get you through those times. And then the third, my, my favorite is, of course, the bathroom, because you turn on all the taps, and you can just cry, and nobody can hear. <laughs> that's always a good one. And then four, don't forget your self-care. So those are four beautiful tips and techniques that Shelby is giving us today to remember as we go through the holiday season with family and friends and to-do lists and lots of societal pressures that we do not need to make our own. Since December is your birthday month, happy birthday, Shelby. I think that's great. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's great. Shelby is acting like a hobbit from Lord of the Rings, and she's giving all kinds of specials through the Turtle Healing Center or the Wild Turtle Center. And so can you tell us a little bit about some of the things you have going on this month for your for your clients? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It's my birthday. <laughs> I love I love it. <laughs> and yeah, I have a few things going on all month. The first thing is just discounted sessions. So all month, all of my private sessions are 30% off. If you go to my website, shelbyrobbins.com, there's a new tab on the top that says December with Shelby. And you can see there's one, two, like five, five little buttons with different, different offerings, different discounts. And you can find the link for the discounted private sessions there. The second thing I'm doing is an online retreat, and the theme is called Alive or Aliveness. And during that time, it's a three-hour online event, we'll be exploring and really getting more into the, the energy medicine training I've had, looking at the energy of embodiment and celebration and connecting with the planet. For me, there's something really grounded about this retreat that I know most of us really need in this 
stressful kind of whirlwind that the holidays can create. So that that's on that page as well, a button to sign up. It's yeah. Right. Sounds like right a, on an excellent opportunity for that self-care we were talking about a little while mm-hmm. ago. So, Shelby, <laughs> say I want to get yeah. a hold of you as a one-on-one. How, how can people get a hold of you? How do you prefer people to contact you? Yeah. So, again, you can you can schedule a discovery call with me on my website. It's shelbyrobbins.com. And those calls are about 20 minutes long, and we chat and get to know each other and see if we're a good fit. If you're a good fit and if I can help you with and can offer what you are looking for. So to do that, again, you can go to my website or you can email me at shelby at shelbyrobbins.com and we we can schedule. Well, thank you so much. That's Shelby Robbins from Wild Turtle Healing. Her practice has helped hundreds of people, and she just keeps being a bright light here in Colorado for so many people. Thank you so much for your time today and also for putting up with my excitement as I sometimes talked over you. I apologize about that. You have so much good information. I wanted to make sure we got it all in on the show. And for folks, tune in next time. Our next show is going to be with Alyssa Borleyesk, a scrappy little solopreneur from Brooklyn and a tarot card reader that just tells it like it is. Until next time, may you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8gates.com. Thanks for listening.